Welcome to the Kinks and Beatles Daily Deep Dive, episode number 244. Today we're talking about She's Bought a Hat Like Princess Marina, which was released October 10th, 1969 on Arthur or the Decline and Fall of the British Empire. The track was recorded between May and June of 1969, just like most of the album. We've talked about in the past, they really sat down to record this whole thing in no time at all. Uh, before we dig in to the song itself, I don't know if anybody has noticed, um, but obviously I am um, an American millennial. So some of the references of this song were completely lost on me. So I want to try to explain things a little bit as best as I could with the research that I did for uh, folks like me who maybe didn't catch all of the references <clears throat> in this song. Excuse me. I have a little itch in my throat right now. So first and foremost, Princess Marina, right? The namesake of this song. She was a Greek princess who married into the British monarchy when she married Prince George in 1934, making her the Duchess of Kent. And her son, Prince Edward, is the current Duke of Kent. Um, princess Marina's wedding was the first royal wedding to be broadcast on the radio. And Princess Elizabeth, who is now the Queen of England, um, and was Prince George's niece, um, was a bridesmaid at the wedding. And Marina was considered a fashion icon at the time. And Marina hats, um, which were copies of the style of hat that she wore, were actually sold in stores throughout England and known as Marina hats. Um, she passed away in 1968, uh, just 14 months before this song was released. Anthony Eden, who's the other person called out by name on this song, was the Prime Minister of England directly following Winston Churchill's second term in the early uh, 1950s. Uh, he only served in that office less than two years. But he was a politician um, for decades in British politics. And in the 1930s, he was so well known for wearing a black Homburg hat that the colloquialism for those types of hats actually became Eden hats or Anthony Eden hats. It was never officially named like like uh, like the Marina hats were actually sold as Marina hats. These were always Homburgs. But um, if you walked into a hat shop in England back in those days and said, I'd like an Eden hat, they'd know exactly what you were talking about. And the reason that the Homburg was notable um, when Anthony Eden wore it, because it's a famous hat, they're still worn to this day. Um, but it was notable because the fashion at the time was for a trilby, which is um, it's often mislabeled as a fedora nowadays. It's very similar to a fedora. Or the bowler hat. Those are the more fashionable ones. And the <clears throat> Hamburg hat was kind of a, a more formal hat, but like a step down from top hat. So it was notable because of that, because it just it was a it was a, a fashion choice that was a little bit more elevated than what was the fashion of the time. Then we talk about Ascot, where um, you'll never find the female character in this song. And it's an expensive town in England, but Ray is actually specifically speaking about Ascot Racecourses, which was founded by Queen Anne in uh, 1711. And then more specifically than that, he's talking about the Royal Ascot Race, which is a horse race hosted at 
the Ascot Racecourse, which is still a top hat and tails formal event attended by the royal family to this day. So a lot of formality and fancy hats all around between Ascot and Anthony Eden and Princess Marina. And I assume everyone listening knows that the Rolls and Bentley are very nice cars. The secondhand Ford is a not very nice car. And for my American listeners who probably got this from context already, um, a larder is what we'd call a pantry, a kitchen pantry. Um, And I think that covers all the English references. I love this song. It's one of my favorite Kinks tracks and um, definitely one of my top tracks on Arthur. It's just a fun one. In a lot of ways, energy-wise, it's like a cool companion piece to Victoria, which opened this album, in that it's just straight-up energetic and, and the band in top form. But it's pretty unconventional as far as pop songs go. Because the song structure is kind of incredible and noteworthy, and Ray manages to cram a bunch of seemingly similar but actually different musical ideas into a three-minute track. And because of the way it's written, I'm not going to do a chord-by-chord analysis because it's, in this style, um, it's almost all borrowed chords. You're never in a single key for very long. But we are going to talk about the chords. Um, So the first verse is melody. For example, talking about how complex uh, this song form is, it's basically one melody stretched over 16 bars. And usually in rock and roll, you have a two-bar or four-bar melody idea that kind of repeats, right? So you have a four-bar phrase that they repeat, and that is your eight-bar verse or your 16-bar verse, however you know however many times you repeat it. Um, but to stretch a single melodic idea over the full 16 bars is very unusual for for rock music. There are, you know definitely uh, musical genres that this is more common Um, and so that takes you from the she bought a hat like princess marina all the way through but she don't care but she don't care Um, that's all one melodic the whole princess marina verse is one melodic idea and with the exception of the first line, there's no repeated melody here. So he does the, she's bought a hat like Princess Marina. And then he goes through. And then what you would think is a second course, but you will never see her at Ascot. It's just kind of a, a restatement of that initial theme that he introduced. Because right after that, um, to wear it all, her social affairs, right? Uh, right after she's bought a hat like Princess Marina, he's already switching it. So with the exception of that first line that does repeat, everything is new. He doesn't repeat uh, an entire section of this song. Then the second verse, which is um, probably considered a repeat of the first, because it feels the same, it's actually pretty different initially. So the... He's bought a hat like Anthony Eden's because it makes him feel like a lord. Right? That's different than she's bought a hat like Princess Marina. Right? He, he, the second half of that phrase goes to G because it makes him feel like a lord. 
Where in Princess Marina, it was to wear at all her social affairs, A to D minor 7. And then um, you've got this, uh, the first line, she's, she's bought a hat like princess. You slip to this diminished chord where on the Anthony Eden part, he actually slides up to the next major tone up. He bought a hat like Anthony Eden's, right, just up to that D7. So that first two bars is completely, or that two fir, two, first two lines, which is four bars, are completely different harmonically, even though the melody, I'd wager a lot of you actually thought it was exactly the same. I'll do it again, and I'll try to do it good this time. She's bought a hat like Princess Marina's to wear at all her social affairs. We end on that D minor 7. Um, he's bought a hat like Anthony Eden's because it makes him feel like a lord. We end on a C. Now, from here, they are the same. But he can't afford a rolls, right? It's an e, e7 to A minor to D7 to G. Those chords are the same, but the fact that we got from a D minor 7 to an E7 on one verse, and then a C to an E7 on the second verse, very different feel, very different vibe. He's giving each character in this song a unique characteristic in the way that the chords are set up. Um, and then, obviously, m giving them the similarities for the, the latter part of that verse. Um, I found nothing but mistake chords on all the lead sheets I found online. So I've actually um, emailed our good friend Dave Emlem at the uh, kindofkinks.net with a corrected verse. I don't know if he'll post it or not. I've never done it before, but um, there's some there's some really glaring mistakes in this one. Um, and then we go on to um, uh, the bridge, which is just a cycle of fourths. He's going A7, up to D7, up a fourth to D7, up a fourth to G7, up a fourth to C. And then it repeats. Right? That's that's pretty simple. That's standard stuff. Then after one of Mick's greatest drum breaks ever, we go into this two-step, which uh, some online sheets, lead sheets call it Looney Tune rendition. I don't even know what that means. Um, it's actually a pretty straightforward cut time jam. So the way you do cut time in this kind of double time feel is your bass is going one, right? Um, and the drums are going, and it kind of feels like you're going one, two, three, four, one, two, but you're actually going one, two, three, four, one, two, three. The bass is on one and three. So even though it, you can kind of feel it as um, she's bought a hat like Princess Marie, right? It feels like a one, two, or one, two, three, four. It's actually twice that fast. One, two, three, four. And and they're kind of stretching it out um, melodically so that it feels 
like it's in four, but it's actually a, a two-step. Um, so what's cool about this is that he's we've changed keys. We've gone up a fourth, which is crazy. Luckily, Ray started this kind of lower in his range, so he had some room up top because jumping up a fourth um, is a big jump for a rock modulation. Um, so we're in a new key, but he's singing the Princess Marina words. We're right. We're back to the Princess Marina um, subject matter, but he's using the Anthony Eden chord structure. So you know, like I said, a fourth higher. So we got the. This is one that every chord place got wrong. He's doing B flat. It's a B flat minor. It's not a B flat diminished chord. It's a minor chord. And then it's a G major nine to C six to F. Not a G minor nine. That's the one of the glaring mistakes. So now he's blended the subject matter of Princess Marina with the chordal foundation of Anthony Eden into this double time um, final chorus, which I wish never ended. I mentioned mix, incredible drum fills. This whole two-step um, ending, he is just all over the place. It's incredible. You can tell that um, he has an understanding of how jazz styles work even though this isn't really a swing it's um it does kind of swing but it's not a swing um he's just killing these drum fills and then dave's guitar solo under the uh, over the uh, buddy can you lend me a dime um section i think dave's at his best when he is constructing a solo that kind of moves the song forward right and i and as opposed to just soloing over the chord changes. And there's a difference. And he does both fantastically. But when he is trying to progress the song forward, so it's it's half guitar solo and half instrumental interlude, he comes up with some really cool stuff. And, and there's some recurring moments in that guitar solo that anchor it as a musical interlude that you could orchestrate. You know, if you were to do this as a as an instrumental thing you could orchestrate those um, bits so he's not just shredding over these chord changes which would be fun to shred over these cycled chord changes are fun to play on but he's building something and leading the song into that drum break that leads us into this you know crazy fast outro overall I, I this <clears throat> I just love this song everything about it is cool it's just a fun tune um, that's got a lot going on I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, you can email me, uh, kinksandbeats at herohabit.com, or you can call me at 925-494-1739. And, of course, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel to participate in the live chats um, as well. All right, I will uh, see you guys tomorrow, let's say 5.30 Pacific Standard Time. And uh, we're going back to the Ram album and going over to side two tomorrow. So stick with me and um, take care.
Have a great day.